Enforcing Christ's Victory to Earth, Part 6, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. There are two opposing kingdoms, two knowledges that oppose each other, two species of mankind, two sets of laws in direct opposition to one another, and two bodies of people are being directed by two opposing commanders-in-chief. Those of you that have been following this series are hopefully enjoying the most exciting era in the history of man. God's plan for humanity's restoration is being revealed and fulfilled very, very quickly over the last few years. Across the earth, people are responding to the Lord's knowledge. Change is coming about in man, and God's kingdom is daily being established, while the world around us continues to fall apart. The knowledge of God is flowing like a river of living waters across the earth. Truth is washing away the false doctrines of the world's religions and exposing the sin and hypocrisy harbored within her. The battle between heaven and hell rages on. Through truth, the lies that are the foundation of this world are being exposed. God's knowledge is destroying its systems and turning the table on the plans Satan has for the extinction of the Lord's creation. Again, huge, huge change is taking place. God's people are gaining on the victory of the cross as they at last have answers. Hope is revived in the hearts of Satan's victims. The sick, the poor, the blind, and lame are seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. The deceived are being enlightened. Adam and Eve unfortunately chose Satan's knowledge, bringing this corruption to all of their descendants. Today, however, many are not only separating from the world's thinking, but cutting themselves free of the world itself. They are pulling away from its culture, its religions, and secret societies, and even its pleasures. They are detaching themselves from the pagan holidays and seeking the meanings of God's feasts. They are choosing to walk by the Lord's wisdom and allowing His will to be done on the earth through them. The Holy Spirit is tightly bonding them together to form the Lord's body. It is a glorious time. People are hearing the word and begin to see where humanity has been in complete opposition to God. They are responding by humbly repenting, breaking all soul ties to the Adamic race and the world it has built, and eagerly answering the call of God to be born again. After rebirth, they are entering into the blood covenant of communion as new creatures, born through the truth released for this age. They become the firstborn heirs of God's promises. Life is in the blood, so these, through partaking of the blood of Yeshua, have His DNA, His stem cells. The blood of the wicked angels that flows through the descendants of Adam and Eve has been cleansed, removed, purged. Genesis 6 is now vividly understood. It's been openly revealed how Satan led rebellious angels in a lustful quest to crossbreed with mankind. Humanity was no longer specifically their own kind, as created by God. 
but an altered race Satan has claimed as his. A half-breed species was produced. We now understand this is who we are today, unless born again and a part of the Lord's blood covenant. Before the knowledge of this age, man entered communion with cords to the world and tainted blood that Christ's blood was not compatible with. There was therefore no change. Thankfully, God had a plan to reverse this, however, and now thousands of people a week are taking advantage of God's offer to start over as truly new creatures. A people born in His image and given His name are finally coming into being. Why is this taking so long? Because of the lies taught by Satan through his knowledge and the doctrine of devils taught in the world's churches, mankind has been kept in the dark spiritually and mentally. Few even considered what actually happened in the garden. Neither were they encouraged to give much thought to the consequences of Genesis chapter 6. They were blinded to these events that resulted in man's captivity to the enemy. We now understand, however. Adam and Eve bound us mentally to Satan. We also see how man consequently has been completely altered, molded into the image of the father of lies, and made virtual puppets of the enemy. It is clear we have been doing their bidding through Satan's knowledge all of these thousands of years. But it's over. No longer is the veil of deception over our eyes. The scroll is opened. Truth pours forth, and a new species appears. The alterations this time are made by the word of God. As Satan, through his evil wisdom, altered God's children, Adam and Eve and descendants, so the word of God, through wisdom, is restoring and altering them for himself. He is taking them back. The same word when God said, Let there be light, and there was, is beginning to settle the score. Out of love for humanity, he allowed himself to be crucified by Satan through altered man, so he could resurrect the victor, not only over Satan, but over the defects of the altered race. Everything in opposition to God's perfection was defeated. It was all a part of God's plan for our restoration. He came in the flesh to destroy all that had ruined his children, taking our corruption, sickness, pain, and death to the grave for us. The word victoriously rose from death to life right here on this planet to prevail over the enemy that had altered the earth and all on it. He is the same word that became our propitiation to appease the wrath of God, whose anger will soon destroy all that is not of his works. His blood-stained robe is tightly wrapped around his children, keeping them safe from the anger of God as they separate from the world. Even as the blood of the Lamb kept the firstborn of Israel safe the night they left Egypt, it is he, the word of God, that opens his arms to embrace all that believe in and love him. This same word invites them to enter into all of the marvelous works he has already completed for humanity, knowing the works they performed through Satan's knowledge will be destroyed. He beckons to them to enter into his rest, into his kingdom.
It is the same word that vindicated the name of God through his work on the cross to stamp out all the many ways humanity has desecrated it and erasing the resulting curses brought against them. The name of this same wonderful Savior has in turn been elevated by the Father above all names, both in heaven and earth, and the word lovingly places this name on all his firstborn a name that sovereignly entitles them to God's covenant with Abraham, as the word according to Galatians chapter 3, verse 16, is Abraham's seed. Those born through the word are therefore heirs. John chapter 1, verse 1, tells us who the word that did so much for us was. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now let me show you further why the world is so at odds with its creator and destined for destruction. As a starting place, mankind has profaned the name of God from the very beginning of their existence by choosing the knowledge of his opponent in the garden, and they have continued to profane it in almost every aspect of life since. An example of this today is the belief in either evolution or the Big Bang Theory in place of believing all things were created through the word. They have in their blinded state just ignore these verses 2 and 3 in John 1. John chapter 1 verses 2 and 3. He, the word, was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. How plain is that? Scripture says God is not a man that he should lie, and he says all things were created by the word. These theories are false. Although originally created in his image, man altered by Satan has continuously broken God's laws, killed, robbed, committed adultery, cheated one another, and ridiculed those that tried to walk godly. They have fought wars, built bombs, allowed themselves to be used wickedly by the angels and have in general become vessels for the spirits of darkness to use to build the world we live in today. Profanity, it all profanes God's name. Yet the word man turned their back on, paid the price for man's sins, and died in their place, that they can find forgiveness with God and start over. Because of the word, Mankind can step into God's grace again and become a different kind, a new generation, a new species. Is that not pure love? This new species is welcome to his kingdom. It is invited to come under the protection of his kingdom law. He has prepared wonderful feasts for them to enhance their knowledge, serving them truth, feeding them lamb, the fruit of the spirit. However, only those that will separate from the world can go there. Only those wearing the white robes of separation are admitted. Nothing that has been brought into existence through the world's knowledge is ever going to be accepted in God's kingdom. There is no corruption, sickness, pain, sorrow, or death as in this world, nor is anything that causes these things welcome. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, Pride of life is unacceptable. Also, as these are characteristics of fallen man, 
guided by the Lord's adversary. Love, joy, peace is the atmosphere in the kingdom. The new species are therefore maturing to trees of righteousness and bearing the fruit of the Spirit, found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. The new species is a spirit-dominant person that has a soul and lives in a body. They are in the image of the last Adam. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 49 And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45 And so it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. As they unite as a body and become a part of the tree of life, Christ, they become the leaves that heal the nations that Satan weakened. Revelation chapter 22 verse 2 In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. They will do their part in fulfilling God's plan for the restoration of all mankind. As they establish the kingdom of God and walk in kingdom law, they become harmonious with the whole of creation, harmonious with our galaxy, harmonious with the universe, harmonious with God. As mankind matures and comes into alignment with the will of God, he stands a far better chance of enforcing Christ's victory to earth.